0: you <laughs> Lesson 81 Hello again. One of the most important aspects of a successful photo is its composition. This word comes from the Latin and literally translated means to put together. How you arrange the components of a scene in your viewfinder can often make or break the overall look and ultimately the success of a photo. In the first part of this series on composition, we're going to take a look at the rule of thirds which is one of the oldest most powerful compositional techniques used in art. Implementing the rule of thirds begins with a grid like this one either real or imaginary. The frame is simply broken equally into thirds in both directions. You can either imagine it while you're composing your scene or some cameras even have the option to make it visible as an overlay in your viewfinder. The idea is to place the main subject or another important part or parts of a scene in or along one of the intersecting lines, while composing the photo. In other words, instead of centering the subject in the viewfinder, which most of us instinctively tend to do, you purposely put it off-center in one of these intersections to create a more dynamic, interesting scene. Another aspect of the rule of thirds is the placement of the horizon line, which should lie along either the top or bottom grid line, as opposed to the center of the scene. These aspects all working together can greatly improve the overall composition and how the photo is perceived as illustrated in the following example. In this photo I've placed Big Ben dead center in the frame. The shot doesn't look bad, but maybe it could look even better. Let's see what the scene looks like if I apply the rule of thirds to it. First, I'll shift it to the left along the intersecting line. Because the structure is so tall, I can play around with how high or low I want to place it until it looks good. Notice that I've lost the London Eye, which can be either a good or a bad thing. It's too early to tell. Now I'll move Big Ben over to the right intersecting line and see how that looks. I like this because not only have I included the eye, I've placed the horizon line along the lower third grid line. Now I'll raise Big Ben up just to see how that looks. I kind of like this too. It shows a bit more of the foreground activity which in this case adds interest and some scale. So let's take a look at the centered version again and compare it to the example implementing the rule of thirds. To me, this is a no brainer. I like the rule of thirds much better. So how does the rule of thirds work when it's a close up shot and no viable horizon? This shot of a duck has its head dead center, which isn't particularly appealing. If I compose the shot with its head in the upper right intersection, it still doesn't look very good. Too much dead space. So I'll move it over to the upper left intersection and I can immediately see that this is a winner. Very little dead space, most of the duck's beautiful plumage is now visible, even its feet, and there's all kinds of movement provided by the strong diagonal lines. No need to go any further with this quacker. Using the rule of thirds can really change the way you look at a portrait. In this shot, I've basically placed the model's eyes in the center, which doesn't look bad, but maybe I can make it look better. First I'll move her toward the upper left hand intersection. Not bad really even with all the dead space on the right side. Now I'll move it down to the lower intersection and I can immediately see this isn't particularly appealing although some of you may disagree. Now I'll move it to the lower right intersection and this isn't too bad. It's nice to be able to see most of her head but I don't like losing her chin. Finally, I'll move it up to the upper right intersection and bingo. This looks really good. One more example, this time with the emphasis on the horizon. In this shot I've centered the horizon so that it basically divides the top and bottom in two. Again, something we usually tend to do without really thinking about it. Now I'll slide the horizon down so it follows the lowest grid line. I don't like this at all. I've lost some of the original scene which is not good. So now I'll raise the horizon to the top grid line and I can see it looks much better. However, I sort of consider this knob on the top as my focal point, so I'm going to try moving it to the left intersection and see how that looks. Much better. I can see all the scene on the right that was missing before. So now I'm thinking, what if I raise the horizon even further so that it basically fills up the entire third of the image? Voila! Now the river has been added to the scene and everything looks balanced. I really like this. So as you can see, using the rule of thirds is an enormously useful compositional technique. There's one thing I want to mention that's very important though. I was simply using Photoshop in this lesson to illustrate what you should actually be doing in real time while you're shooting your scenes. In other words, imagine the grid in your viewfinder and experiment with the rule of thirds to your heart's content. Yes, Photoshop can help you improve scenes that you've already shot by cropping, but nothing beats acquiring a trained eye for the real deal while you're out in the field or in the studio. You can trust me on that. Well, that's about it for this lesson. Why don't you give The Rule of Thirds a try and post your results on the Photography 101 Facebook page? We'd love to see how much you've learned. Until next time, goodbye.